0: hi i'm spicy dicey and i'm chantal renee and, and we love, love sex and horror. horror these are topics we love to write about as published authors i love all things spicy and dicey and i'm a big fan of sex and the sinister
1: thanks for joining us for some dark twisted sexy uncensored fun as we discuss sex and horror right. happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving do you celebrate thanksgiving or do you call it something else no thanksgiving okay I know that there's a, a big push every year. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's it's a time to give thanks and to spend time with family. But you know, I don't. It's not a religious holiday or anything for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it. It's really a religious holiday for most people. Some people, of course, like with everything, take offense to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but well, I just look at it as a good excuse to eat a lot of food that I'm not supposed to.
1: <laughs> that too. Right now I'm sipping some eggnog with, and my sister-in-law gave me some, some kind of cinnamon, uh, uh, I, I don't know. It was, it was an extra shot of something she put in the eggnog and it tastes grand. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but I, I got a house full. So what's different about tonight for anyone tuning in is that I have, I'm drinking, uh, with eggnog and some liquor. And I have a house full of people. I got the radio on in the background to hopefully drown out some of the background noise. But we're just going to see how it goes.
0: Why not? Play it by ear.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my husband was like, why don't y'all just, you know, it's a holiday. Why don't you just skip this week? And I was like, nope. <laughs> that's just not how it's done no we're gonna be consistent and we're gonna put out do a
0: zombies event. do zombies take vacation or do
1: they <laughs> eat flesh no matter what right right <laughs> i i was like no we're gonna put out an episode every week and this is another week so
0: i uh, know right i mean if we were porn stars <laughs> in like a whole different realm we would still have to be sucking some guy off just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean mm. you can't.
1: Mm. And that actually sounds amazing, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I have... say as she
1: drinks <laughs> I have a few in mind. <laughs> oh, Lord. Of course you do. I, I do. I do. And the, and the list is becoming more and more extensive. You know, it's, it's just too much. That's not... like,
0: they don't call that shit a job for nothing, girl. It's <laughs> just so much damn work. Oh, Lord. I just can't. <laughs>
1: well and and that's when it's better when you have somebody that comes quick you know if if you gotta really that way you don't have to put much work in it's like oh okay well he's done
0: right (laughs) but but you know my question of the evening and this is so far from where we were supposed to be talking about but I just have to know and I'm sure our listeners will appreciate are you a
1: spitter or a swallower oh no a personal question for me you know I avoid that shit like the plague on here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've noticed that. I've tap danced around real questions and answers, you know, for the most part. I, I put out there what I want to put out there, but I don't really answer anything directly. And I'm stalling now.
0: <laughs> you see, that's okay. That's okay. I will honestly be honest and say I've always been a spitter hmm. until this husband. Really? Always. My whole life, I never I was like, that's disgusting. But for whatever reason, isn't that weird like how strange is that well that's good
1: I mean uh good for him yeah <laughs> uh well um I, I know people are gonna expect me to say swallower but no I'm a spitter
0: yeah I always was and I would never ever had dreamt it of my whole life and it was so funny when I asked him I was like do you think I, I could try that and he's like no one's ever not. I'm like, okay, well, I think that's just weird because <laughs> I've always been a spitter. But I was like, I don't know how to do it. So I actually had to ask my gay husband how to do it. <laughs> this is true confessions.
1: And, and what did he say? How, how, what was his, what he did he said, say about make how to he, sure, he,
0: he said, make sure it's, it's like you can tell when it's about to, you know, the rocket's about to go up go off and you just make sure it's further back so it just goes straight down and you don't have to like feel like you gotta like literally try to like you're drinking
1: something he's like it just goes down let's see every, everybody's in love with Chantal right now you, you hear, <laughs> that's how Chantel oh, no, no, is no, putting no, it no. down <laughs>
0: no 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 only with this man I don't know <laughs> why but only with this man. you know I think it's a manly thing I, I guess that means I never thought anybody I've been with has been very manly
1: <laughs> hmm well well, for me it's like I'm gonna give you the same effect so I don't see the point of having it in my belly so I, I always just hold it and then go spit it out
0: mm. no when I say spitter I actually spit it on the motherfucker who put it in my mouth one time
1: oh goodness <laughs> well, well, I was, was like
0: oh hell no
1: <laughs> there was one time where it was I, I was trying to I was lying like on my, on my back with my throat back and I was trying to have him face fuck me so I was pushing his hips down so that he could, you know, like, really, like, bring it in, you know, like, really face fuck me. And right. so at that point, I felt like a lot of it dribbled down my throat, uh, just because of the position that I was in. Yeah. Like I, I didn't get up in time. So I, that that would be like one of the, the one times where I know I swallowed some, but that wasn't the intent. I have never consciously made a decision to do that. Sorry. It's just, yeah, Sorry, it's just a folks. strange thing you know what (laughs) everybody's
0: different and i hope y'all enjoyed your thanksgiving gravy
1: (laughs) (laughs) but look i'm gonna be honest chantel it's and it's not even that i think it's disgusting for other people like it's something that i like watching like if someone else is coming in somebody else's mouth that's cool beans especially if he seems like he's really enjoying it and she or he seems like he's really enjoying it too because i do watch gay porn too but uh I just, for me, I was like, I, I just, I would, I'm I'm kind of almost a germaphobe in a way. Mm. And so I'm, I'm real funny about body, body, bodily fluids. So the That's only person, yeah, the only person that I would have done that for would have been my husband now. And he still gets, you know, everything else without the actual swallowing. So I don't see what the point is for
0: me. Mm, okay well you know it's funny because my husband used to make fun of me when we first met i mean he was just i've always been so manly actually um i've been very masculine i won't say manly i've been very masculine most of my life Mm -hmm. and um even to the extent that friend of mine told me the other day i swear you used to have a bulge i'm like shut the fuck (laughs) (laughs) you are crazy (laughs) but um he um he would when we first started dating i would like you know you know he'd give me a hug or whatever and i don't know what it was but when i sniffed his skin it would make me feel calm like his what do they call that the um oh i can't think of what it's called the uh like not hormones but the the sense that we put off
1: the uh, pheromones
0: pheromones and it was just so calming to me and it wasn't like I smelled anything specific unless we were of course being intimate but other than that I I would just you know it would just calm me and so he would be like why do you sniff me (laughs) it was so embarrassing I was like oh you noticed (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's why I, I I learned the name the bulldog that and the fact that of course I'm got a keen eye on other women if they're looking at him
1: <laughs> <laughs> well listen what what would you prefer would you rather swallow i'm I'm still on that would you rather swallow or um uh, or have it shot all over your face do you like facials uh,
0: no don't like facials i i i wanted nothing to do with that that fluid you know whenever i would have mm-hmm. you know sex in the past with other guys I'd be like you need to handle that because that's yours that you know I'm not doing anything with that <laughs> like I said my first husband tried it once and I spat it on him and <laughs> he was like what the fuck I'm like I did not tell you to put that shit in there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean you know most guys are pretty polite they'll put it where you want it that's yeah, all I can yeah. say for listeners out there they'll put it where you want it
1: yeah. you know? I prefer um, the whole cream pie aspect where the, the the cum is inside you know that's but that also is in theory because I'm real funny about fluids going in <laughs> Because oh I mean, because I got to come back out, and it, it alters it alters your body odor, and you know. So I I um, that is the preferred method, but practice and fantasy, and are two different things for me, you know.
0: Well, so you write, and we're kind of, now we're moving a little bit into what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk a little bit about our writing for you guys, Um, but you do write mostly sex with vampires. Did you do any, because I haven't gotten through your series fully, did you do any other type of creatures?
1: Yeah, but I I also um, I don't write just sex with vampires, um, because I I mean, I have the vampire series, the Narcoleptic vampire series, and so there's a lot of different creatures having sex there i even have um i have some i guess you call them bestiality scenes where people are kind of morphed into their 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 animal form and some are still in their human form then i have different <clears throat> interspecies relationships but i also have that rock and roll series and i have some ta- uh taboo work where it's just human you know just everyday life right. the, the rock and roll series is just between two people or or more cuz i do have dp scenes and stuff like that but Mm-hmm. it's uh it's a mixture it's whatever i'm feeling about writing about at the time
0: okay well i ask because for me i really get into like the wolf more the werewolf uh interactions and it can be in their human form or their wolf form though i don't think i've ever read anything when they're in their wolf form sexually but mm-hmm. you know i i feel like <clears> there <throat> that I've gotten a lot more I, I relate a little bit more to that with all the senses, the smell, the touch, the taste. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's a lot more um I guess earthy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really an earthy kind of person. And so, you know, I think that's why this 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 person that I'm with, he's brought that out in me more so than anybody else was. I guess I was the cold ice ice vampire queen in those relationships where I'm like, no. <laughs> this is what i want where i want and then that's that you know i never felt quite the same as i do with this this uh this person in my life it's weird though i never expected that to happen so it was kind of like it took me back like where'd this
1: come from okay <laughs> kind of strange so he brings the animal out of you there you go <laughs> <laughs> the primal instinct and urges are, are out with this lover okay
0: yeah, so it's cool. really strange.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to withhold some of what I want to say. <laughs> there, there's, I, I, I usually battle two sides here. You know, there's, there's the me that I am in practice. And then there's the me that I, I, I could be at certain times. And I believe, I, I really feel that everybody has that freak in them. It just depends on who's going to bring it out. And oh, yeah. I I think that there are there are some circumstances that could happen where I would swallow the hell out of somebody, or I would like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a few on that list, but or
0: some... Seth, somebody named Seth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have a few on that list. Not well for uh, any. Uh, so but if. Someone heard that and they were like, "Wait, Mandel's—that's not your husband's name." You know, I'm. Oh, it's fantasy. Though. I'm gonna get some hell. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's all fantasy. People that you know, even if we met them, it wouldn't necessarily mean anything. <clears throat>
1: uh Yeah. <laughs> 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 Depending on you know, because I've met a lot of people, and this is I, true. Yeah, and and I always joked and said, like, I remember telling my friend, like, if I ever had a chance to meet Shamar Moore it's going down blah 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 well I met Shamar Moore and it was at a public place and I had a chance to stand there and talk to him and hug him and all that but you know there's no opportunity to actually do anything you know (laughs) yeah exactly and then kind of that kind of makes me
0: curious like out of all these relationships you know you hear about people always oh this is my um hall pass these are my hall pass people and it's like but if that opportunity actually happened, would it truly be your hall pass, person? You know what I mean.
1: Mm.
0: Like, eh, well, I don't I mean, think so.
1: I guess you know, if all all the cards were aligned, if everything in the universe lined up, and you actually had a shot, then yeah, that's your hall pass.
0: Yeah, maybe you know, like if you're walking down a hallway in a hotel room and this door opens and all of a sudden there's a banana peel and you slip on something (laughs) you know i mean these things could happen
1: (laughs) or you happen to be in some sort of working relationship with these people that you've previously had fantasies over and then you and then you know after a time there's some real serious friendship that's developed and you end up not that i've you know, plan this out or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's writing her next book. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. You actually end up in some working, some close working situation. And then, bam! Boom! The chance is there. The opportunity the is, there. is there. Yeah.
0: The chance is there. And, you know, he stands there with the coffee, stirring it for you, and he says, would you like some cream with this, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah, know what i think i would like a little cream <laughs> <laughs> oh lord
0: we're just terrible <laughs> mm. well speaking yeah. of cream how much how much whipped cream do you eat on your pumpkin pie
1: <laughs> not much not you know, much
0: I, I can't even see the pie anymore that's how <laughs> i go oh <laughs>
1: uh. Less I, I would probably go all out on a day like thanksgiving you know like what we're doing now but typically i try to skip any extra sweetening on what i'm already eating that sweet you just got so much more like you
0: know i'm kind of like you know what i could get hit by a a, a helicopter piece that flew out of the sky tomorrow or <laughs> i'm gonna have my piece
1: of cake now yeah i understand <laughs> <laughs> I understand, and I and I kind of flip flop too. Sometimes it's like, well, man, life is short, uh, yolo. And then, in and, and literally the next hour, I'm like, oh man, uh, I I really need to do better. I'm a, I'm a plan better. I'm gonna do We're this all better. Guilty. Yeah, I, I got to tighten up. I'm gonna work out. You know, this is shape. this is
0: the thing that that I want to just point out here, people. If we could just regret more fun stuff and less stuff that sticks around you know mm. <laughs> you know there has to be something out there we could do that's like well I, sh- I can't really regret that that was awesome <laughs> you know i don't know what it could be you know sex isn't really an option because you can regret the fuck out of sex i mean look at you know the herpes epidemic you know mm. <laughs> it's like oh man that sucks But, you know, you could just be walking around and somebody has a glove on. They give you a handy real quick. That was nice. Thank you. (laughs) You know, it works both ways, women and men.
1: Both of us can get handies.
0: I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) that's easy.
1: Well, girl, thanks to you. We're not going to have an episode because I'm going to have to edit all this out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: no. I I need people to, to assume that I'm a swallower. <laughs> oh no. Forget it. Forget I can't ruin Can't ruin the fantasy.
0: <laughs> no, I think you should be an angry spitter like me. I mean I used to be an angry spitter.
1: You just spit it on him. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like spit it in his eye. <laughs> but you, you know what? The the scenes that I like the most though are like the real shooters, the ones that really put it out there. Now not I mean not like a, a full blown leakage, but you know, you know, like seven or eight nice Squirts, you know, straight shots. That's pretty good. I like. I like to see that when there's a hefty dose. If we got to sit there and watch the cum shot anyway because he didn't come inside, then at least well, yeah, it's a show. It's a it's a pretty good show. Like wow. Well, I just really do Something.
0: Uh, um, what was it? Something about Mary that screwed me up the rest of
1: my life for any kind of shots like that. Like when I saw that hanging oh, from that man's ear, I was like, what is happening enough to stick her hair standing straight <laughs> up <laughs> so yeah i might be a little
0: ruined for those kind of shots mm. yeah but I, you know you got to find humor in things so you know it's just one of those things mm. <laughs> speaking of humor um um i've been trying to get dicey to watch dragula and i don't know if anybody out there has netflix you know we always talk about our netflix But this show is freaking amazing. I'm in love with Dragula right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, When you told me that, I went and I looked it up. And while I fully support transgender, it just, and are these cross-dresses or transgender?
0: Uh, I think it might be just a mix of
1: all kinds. Actually, there
0: was even a straight guy on there who did drag. Oh, okay. Perfect.
1: I, I fully support that. It's just when I read the synopsis, I just wasn't in the mood, you know, to watch yeah. that right now. It, it was a, it was a mood thing.
0: I really just have to say, and by the way, I do have a little bit of a sinus situation, so if I sound funny, that's why. Okay. Um, but I really just have to say the concepts are so fun and unique because it's it's kind of like taking a club kid attitude, you know, the big club kid scene that they had like in New York and L.A. Um, a little bit here. And mixing it with drag. And so it's like, and then like adding like all this horror and gore into it. Hmm. It's just really cool. Like the stuff that they can do is phenomenal. And I'm just like, now I really want to be a drag queen. Like I've always said I was a drag queen (laughs) in a female's body, but now I really totally want to be a drag queen. Though honestly I could never walk in those (laughs) (laughs) heels.
1: I think it might have been the the reality aspect of it that kind of turned me off. Because It seemed like in the synopsis it said something like it's a reality show or something.
0: Well, it's like RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know if you've ever seen that.
1: Uh, I haven't. I have not. I've, I'm familiar with RuPaul, but I haven't ever seen any of his shows. So <laughs> it's kind of
0: like they're they're talking as they're getting you know ready and doing all their thing, and so there's some drama and some shade being thrown, um, and it's okay, you know that's fine, that's their thing. But then the difference is in Dragula, they put on this amazing show. Like they come out and they do this whole performance, mm-hmm. and they at the at the end of how many ever contestants are performing. The two, uh, the Brulé brothers, the the two who are running the show, vote um, along with their guest judges on who's the top and who's the bottom. Well, the difference with this show, if you are in the bottom, you have to do some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, I have seen them jump out of airplanes, um, eat live spiders. Mm -hmm. Um, Girl, it is insane. So they mix um, in
1: Fear Factor.
0: Them. exactly okay. and i mean but even like to the extent of like stapling things onto yourself uh-huh. putting body piercing needles through your skin it's just wild mm-hmm. i was like wow this is like intense i'm trying to convince my sister she needs to go to be a drag king because that's when the uh, the girls dress up like guys mm-hmm. and i'm like you could win like this much money all you got to do is just swallow some cow guts here and there <laughs> you know <laughs> She's like, ah, uh, can I drink like a fifth of gin before this happens? I'm like, there doesn't seem to be any rules that you can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't watched it, and, and I don't know that I will. But um, uh, it sounds like it's uh, a cool show, something different, anyway, which is, which is nice. Well, it's definitely give me
0: ideas for our outfits when we go out in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, you know what? To be honest, Chantal, I haven't watched anything at all i mean like on sunday night i had my staples so i watched shameless and i watched uh the walking dead but that's it like i I have not been watching anything on netflix or i think i'm i'm a step beyond depressed right now i hear you know when you get to the point where you don't even enjoy the things that you normally would enjoy so i I didn't watch porn this week nothing (laughs)
0: see dicey no porn life is not happy
1: no something something is definitely off
0: (laughs) you know and and this was kind of like part of why i wanted to do this show even though we're doing on everything but writing but i was like (laughs) i was like we need to find things to inspire our asses to write Right now, what's inspiring me to want to write is that I can't because my schedule has blown up out in, in my face, out of my butt, wherever it can blow from. It is blowing. Mm-hmm. And it's just been insane for me the past week, two weeks almost. Yeah. So it, it's like, oh my gosh, I need to figure out how to motivate myself. Not to go to the gym and work out, but to sit my ass down in front of a computer and write. Because I love writing. It's a wonderful feeling. But yeah. I just I just have not. Yeah.
1: Well, i I think I've been more uh working on like like work work, like the non creative aspect right. of work is what I've been doing. And so that has taken like even on my Patreon, I, I didn't write creative stuff. I wrote a long ass message about uh, you know more personal things on there which I do time to time people they, my patrons are you know they're there to support anyway so they, they want to know what's going on even outside sure. of the, the, the short stories that I do but it wasn't a creative piece that I wrote you know <laughs> it was something long and drawn about my mental state and personal stuff so uh, and and so that's the inspiration part is missing for me this week I think the, the, mm. the spark the that usually strikes and gets me going down a path I didn't have that input so I don't have any output right now
0: no I get it yeah I totally do get it and you know I think this isn't something uncommon that a lot of creators out there including writers have that as a problem this right here I guess now that I'm saying this this is helpful because this is the reason why I keep writers notebooks do you know what writers notebooks are yeah of course yeah and so i have i've had so many throughout the years and when i get into a headspace where i'm like what do i even work on i can pull one out from whatever year and just read through it and sometimes i just jot down ideas for a character or um maybe a line that i hear someone say or i you know i just kind of you know it, it runs through my head i'm like i'm writing that down cuz that's really good mm-hmm. um You know, unfortunately, I I try to keep those on my cell phone and I lost them. So I've stopped doing that and I've gone back to writing it with pen and paper. But those those are good things. to. That's a good tool to use. And a lot of people will call it writer's block and whatnot. I don't really believe in that.
1: I just feel like like you said, there's no inspiration. Right, right. And so the muse didn't talk this week. That's the language that works for me right I, I did i did not i'm very muse driven when i write you know like whatever is like a burning passion for that week and i did not nothing sparked i did not feel it this week um seth seth gamble while gorgeous i didn't watch any of his videos so i didn't uh fantasize about fucking him and put that energy into a story uh you know <laughs> right yes uh but who knows next week i may be back on his videos again or it may be someone
0: else or maybe him and someone else i mean, <laughs> <you> never know <laughs> yeah that's the fun part about it because that's what fantasy's supposed to be about mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and that's
0: go ahead sorry no uh, no go ahead
1: i was gonna say and that's fantasy translates into uh, inspiration for me, you know, to write. So I, I right. use the fantasy energy, really, as a transference for me. And then the way I express it, instead of actually fucking Seth Gamble, because, you know, he's not here, and there's all kinds of complications with that. If he were then that's how I get right. it out. I express it through writing.
0: Well, that makes sense. Uh, you know, and that makes sense to me, especially because you are more of an erotic writer, And,
1: you know, I I mean, more so than romance, right? Uh, Well, if I when I do write erotica, it's more erotic romance. So there is a a romantic element. But I don't like to deal. I think where the, the romance breakdown is, is that I don't deal in happily ever afters per se. So there may be a happy for now. They may. But it's not really you cannot say that there is a definite. Happily ever after. I don't deal with the sappy stuff most of the time, but sometimes, you know, there's a really no hard fast rule with how I write. But when I do write, it's heavily graphic, and there is a romantic element, but I don't follow the rules for romance, you know.
0: Sure, and I appreciate that because I, you know, I get annoyed with those. Everybody, I think we talked about that with Michelle Pace. That's um, right. Yes, in our first episodes, it's like, who wants the cookie cutter? You know, boy meets girl, boy loses girl boy gets girl back right you know i mean it's just the the normal trope and and, and that's just like really so overdone and yeah. so and it's not real life
1: yeah you know? i had i had someone mention to me uh, some guy that i don't want to say his name um because i don't know if he would consider this a positive or negative thing to say so i'm not gonna say his name but he was he was with us in our our sex are uh, efe- writing an effective sexing group yes okay. okay, so he mentioned, well, there are no rules, you know what rules you can do what you wanted to, but there are rules. I just break them, and I know that they're rules because when it comes to marketing this stuff or when when you get ready to um, to categorize something for for Amazon or whatever, there are certain things they want to know if it fits you know uh, oh, there's, yeah there's, there's there are buzzwords. If you get ready to get a, uh, an agent or to seek a publisher or whatever, they want to know if your book has these particular elements. They don't want it if it doesn't have this. If there's a reason why Nicholas Sparks stories end in a certain way and why they have a particular form, because there are rules to it, because that's that's the easiest way for them to be able to market it. So yeah. there, there are rules. I just don't follow them. But, you know, his his position was there are no rules. You can do what you want to do while i take that approach that's not necessarily how it really is
0: true and i think i think if you're if you know if any listeners listen to this and you're considering which road to travel as a writer do i self publish do i go with a small press do i try to get with a big one of the big five you know you can do any and all of those things but what it ultimately comes down to is what box are you going to fit in because like she said you have to follow the rules with certain boxes a little bit more, you know, defined um, than others. And, and you also, even as a a self-published writer, you know, it's good to play around with those roles and try something different, but you also, in order to keep your audience, you got to kind of not also knock them in the teeth too much. Right. So, you know, it just depends on if you're a horror writer And you just want to, like, you know... I mean, Stephen King hardly ever wrote any happy endings, you know? Um, I think last week when we talked about Tallgrass, you're like, that's how you can tell his son wrote this with him. Because (laughs) it had a happy ending. Um, But, you know... And then there's some horror authors, you know... Most of the time, I feel like most horror is going to end negatively. There's not really going to be a positive... You know, a positive twist in horror. So... You already know it's the, kind of what to expect, but again, the rules for all stories are to be happily ever after. So, you know, you for know, me. I, I, you know, I think that, that society has come to expect horror to be creepy, and I guess I moved into horror because I write a lot of horror. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but and you, like, you find yourself governed by what is typically expected of horror. You know, there there are rules to yeah. it. Like there's, it's typically going to end in some kind of eerie way right yes. so that it leaves you with a horror feeling not a nicely tied up bow because otherwise it's it's part horror and part not you know but if you want to make right. it more than so so that is a rule you know there's some rules there that you're still following i guess there is
0: and i i tried it what i try to do is i always i always 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 want to give it to the bad guy and a lot of times i try to make the bad guy look like a different person than they are mm-hmm. um and so you know it and i also tend to listen to what my character. i'm a character driven writer so right. i listen to my characters Same. a lot mm-hmm. yeah and so sometimes that'll get you in trouble because <laughs> mm-hmm. then you're going where am i going with this and and it's just they got a lot to say or a lot to do and and you just have to like get it out and then you go back and clean it up that's the one thing if you are wanting to write for the love of peter paul and mary don't try to clean up what you're writing until you're done with the entire story because you will get stuck
1: hmm. i i, I kind of I'm different in that regard though i I do agree uh with you you know mainly that's what you should do. I just do it a little differently just because I'm kind of funny
0: <laughs> well if you can't i mean like you have training though for writing professionally with your work
1: right no it's been all through uh my own study and osmosis really i've read so much that i just kind of uh adapted what worked for me that makes sense and
0: every writer is different i just know for me if i go like i try to stick with the 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 three the three steps like i've read i can't remember where i read it but it's like okay get your first draft in and it is like throw in cliches you know name your character one thing and if you change it in the middle whatever you can change it later and then go back through as, as stephen King says the first draft is for you the second draft is for your is for your audience mm-hmm. um and when i say that it's more like the first drafts for me the second drafts for my editor the third drafts for my audience gotcha. <laughs> because the editors like what the hell are you trying to say right here I'm like oh sorry i forgot to remove that part you know um so that's how i kind of look at it and if i if i try to go back and fix it it doesn't work now i say that but i also did nano which this is nano month by the way and it's national writing what is it national Wri- national novel writing month mm-hmm. and it's always november anyway i did it one year and it's your challenge is to write fifty thousand words in the month of november And I finished, I actually won this contest that I was trying to, um, get free tickets for, um, uh, the Houston Writers Guild's, um, big annual writing conference. And so I won, I was super excited. I still have not gone back and that is still a first draft. And Mm. because I go back to look at it and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much I have to do to this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And And so that, that may not always work either.
1: Yeah. That's why I say, I think, you know, that, that probably works for a lot of people. But what I do is for me, I edit a chapter to death before I move on to the next one. So I write sequentially. So by the time yeah. my, by the time my first draft is done, it's pretty much done. And so I, once I finished my whole first draft, I go from beginning to end. I always already know how it's going to end. I know the big points. And then the characters fill in all the transitions and everything. And the mm. the, the the beginning chapter is di- is difficult because I'm learning how I want to write in their voice. I'm trying to figure out the pacing, you know, setting the scene. And so the first one or two chapters are the, the hardest to get the flow, so that my my so that so that I'm hearing them very well. And then after mm, that, yeah. after that, it's like a train going downhill, and woof, and then I'm done. So by the time I'm finished with everything from beginning to end, it's almost a completed work, and then I'll go back through and I'll read through it one or two more times, and that's it. And it's done. It's edited, and everything. It's polished, uh, but it's because it's it's a little. I got a little OCD thing working on in there. So I I know that won't that that doesn't work for everybody, but that's what right works for me. Yeah.
0: Well, I can tell you, my problem uh, as a writer, and I already know, first of all, I will always need an editor because I, I will go blind. You know how they say you go nose blind to smells? I go I go word blind. Like I just don't see the mess ups anymore because I'm just used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, if I get into a real heavy pace of telling something, the flow will be, the imagery will be so strong that even I've had an editor go through so many mistakes and never saw one of them because the story just cap like captured her imagination. and She could not see what was in front of her. So you mm-hmm. almost have to find editors who have no interest in what you write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they're like paying attention to what you're actually needing them to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But everything, everybody has a different process. Some people, you know, I know I took my first book. Uh, that I ever wrote, I took that first half, maybe not even a full half of that, book, maybe the first 20,000 words went through my writer's group. And -hmm. it was just to kind of, you know, establish the voice that I thought was going to work. You know, I, I also was considered to have dyslexia and I'm using quotation marks here as a child. Um, but I was very young and that was a long time ago. And I don't really know how well they can diagnose those things back in those days. Mm -hmm. But, um, I do know that if I get through a chapter and if I read the chapters backwards and I don't mean like the last sentence up I mean like that chap that that um, paragraph and then I read the paragraph before it, and then I go that actually helps me understand what I'm doing a lot better and that's kind of a strange thing but hey if somebody out there is listening and you have struggles with like that maybe it'll help you Mm -hmm. but if I do that then after that my mind seems to like click into place and I'm able to get in there and start finding, because I, I will tend to do that. I'll write the action after the thought or mm-hmm. the thought, you know, I won't put it in the correct word, way so it doesn't really feel like it's working. Mm-hmm. And so if I go backwards with it, I see where I'm doing it wrong and I can put it all together the way it's supposed to be. And then it, after I, like the first 20,000 words, I get the pace, I get what's happening, I get the flow and then I don't have to take it to the group anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually know what i 'm doing after that point, but I guess you know everybody 's different. everybody has a different process, and nobody's this wrong necessarily
1: right right uh, i will I will say that I also have uh, <laughs> uh, some dedicated beta readers that come behind me after i read after I completely write a chapter, I send it to them, and then they read it and let me know what they think or you know so they they catch some things here and there and um, and also once i 'm finished the uh, yeah, I type everything so the very draft the draft the first draft that I read when I read all the way through it from beginning to end is in paper so I make sure I print it out because there's some things that I can catch through print that I can't see on my screen and so oh wow yeah that that first draft that I'm reading all the way through that's what it is so the that's why it's more polished and it's done when I'm finished.
0: That makes sense i'm I'm an out loud person. I have to read it out loud to myself one time through
1: hmm. because
0: i if I hear it, that'll make me catch more stuff.,
1: ah, I see yeah yeah, that makes sense too. but when I don't
0: use a group, it's harder for me, so right now, I just don't have any um groups that I'm comfortable with because the thing that, with writers groups and if you're looking to find a group to write with. Sometimes it's a private group, excuse me, in, in a small home uh, with a, just like a few people. And sometimes you can go to a public place on meetup.com and meet some writers and you go and you all work together. But I tell you, I have had a hell of a time finding a group that I'm comfortable with. I thought you um, had one. I thought you had not, a writer's group. Nope, not anymore. No, what happened?
1: Um, well, I, I mean,
0: <laughs> I haven't really had a group that I've been working with um, on writing. I have a group that I go to um, and it's more of a social event and we talk about topics and, and that's a lot of fun and it's helpful. And I make little notes in my little writer's notebook. So when I do start to write again, i I have these little tools to use, but I don't have a dedicated group of writers that, that we flowing back and forth. And the reason is, is that I don't feel like I'm a certain caliber of writer. But I do feel like I, I get I've gotten beyond a certain point in writing. One of the things that, that that's a pet peeve of mine whenever I am in a group is take advice and actually apply it. If you don't feel like it applies to you, you know say, "Well, I don't know that that would actually work for the style I'm going for. There's no, re- no reason you can't say that. Um, but if you get advice from somebody and they say, "Hey, you should probably try doing this." and then more than one person agrees with that, you should try to do it. And if uh-huh. you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when a writer brings stuff in every week and all of a sudden I feel like I'm your editor because mm-hmm. you don't want to actually, what you're writing, you're not applying what we're, we're, we're recommending. That's just really a waste of the group's time. Right. Right. I see. And so that's where I'm trying to find that balance. And I thought I found a couple people, but then it kind of didn't happen and, so it's just very hard to to really find. I like I like good writers that I love hearing an amazing writer, a talented writer. They motivate me to want to be better myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like I've I've read some people that I'm like, wow, why don't you have a contract with this? You know, huge one of the big fives. Like you're amazing, and they're like, uh, I've never published, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, nobody really, you know." And I'm just like, "How can you think that you're amazing?" Mm-hmm. I actually um I really love a local author that um I won't say names, but I used to tell her all the time, "Oh my god, I love your horror. Like it's so awesome. I love it." And finally, this past few years, she started publishing. But what happened for her was she found her counterpart. She found that other writer that helped keep her fueled and and became they kind of became each other's muse and that was a beautiful thing and it worked wonderfully for them too mm-hmm. um but you know it's different for every writer some people need just like a bottle of jack daniels and their their laptop you know
1: <laughs> yeah i i am a strange animal and sometimes I've, i this is when i feel like uh perhaps life would be easier if I were different, you know, if I were someone who could get with the writers group and all that and do like other writers do, but I just, I, I can't stand people. Uh, maybe <laughs> that, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't want to be in no fucking writers group. Cause I don't, I don't want to be around anybody that long and I don't want to hear what anybody else got to say. I don't want them to hear what I got to say. Cause more than likely they're going to be upset with the way I said it. And you know, <laughs> I, I can, I could play out exactly how everything's going to go. I've gone to readings for other authors and I've done that to support them and to listen in and all that. But it seems like the writers groups is something that works for everybody else. But me, I just I just even the thought of it just makes me cringe. It makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up like, no, I don't want to be. I've tried it. I have tried it. And and it's always like, no, no, this shit ain't for me. Mm-mm. but yeah. I'm, I'm also one of those people uh, and I've, I've done a lot of school you know like class work and stuff and I can't I, I study independently for the most part I don't like to I don't like to be in a class the part where everybody starts raising their hands and asking questions that's when I like to bail I don't want to hear anybody asking their question I don't care what they got to ask you know <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I just get irritated and so I I hope you can find a reading group that that works for you. Well, and... it's just
0: like I said, it's difficult. I, at this point of having published a full series and putting out like little tiny books and, and doing, I've kind of gone off into some more like real life horror stuff and doing all that. And then, you know, having to go back into a group setting and dealing with the guy who writes the really extremely offensive, erotica you know or you know the, the the girl who's writing you know just horrible prose and expects you to edit her book for her because she doesn't want to take any pointers from any of the other writers in the group I it's just hard you know <laughs> it's I'm not gonna lie and, and then you try to go okay well let me see if I can find some other authors that are but then they got they've gotten to such a, a level that you know I don't even know how to explain it. Like they're like, "Oh, but you you're you're using words that are misspelled. We can't have you in our group." You know what I mean? So it's like, come on. <laughs> this is my first draft. I'm pretty much, you know, writing like a third grader because I'm trying to get the thoughts out of my mind and slapping them down on some paper. Mm. So give me a fucking break. It's not a polished version of what's going to be published. This is seriously just a first draft. First draft should look like. They should just look like serious trailer park trash. Like they should not look like things that are like perfect. And, and and not always. I mean, some people are great at first drafts and that's a rarity. But for me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write stupid shit. You know, I'm going to write cliches. I'm going to, I'm going to sometimes even not even write. I'll, I'll put a, a little star or something there to know, okay, I need to expand this because I need to really, throw in some background here or, or give you a scent or you know somehow get the person in connection with the story here because it's too far away you know for even me to comprehend so you know that's how I do my first drafts because sometimes the characters are so demanding they're mm-hmm. just like I have things to say and places to go and shit I want to do and you are taking too long you know
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I see. that's Well, writers groups are definitely not for me, but I'll tell you while I have you um, uh, recording on air and anyone's listening that I've recently decided to do something that I've never done before, and that is to get a literary agent. I have never queried agents. I bypassed that step. I went straight into self-publishing because news flash i'm kind of a control freak freak (laughs) so i want things a certain way i want to be able to do it my way i want it creatively done and this is why i don't work well with groups you know uh so i uh but i feel like given my skill levels and what i've done so far on my own that i have some leverage i think i i and, and you would
0: make a great i think you would be a very attractive author for an agent
1: For sure. So I'm putting that out there. If anybody knows of some steps that I can take, well, I I know the steps. But I mean, if you if you have a a tip or something, you you know specifically, this is an agent that would love to work with you. This uh, that's I'm being very specific. I'm speaking to you from exactly what I know that I need to do. Okay. If you know of someone in particular who could uh, work with my work as I am as an author then let me know all right you can you can message me anywhere online or email whatever but that's that is something that I'm going to do Chantel that I have never done before I'm going to query and try to to get a literary agent because that's awesome I think that my work my work will speak for for itself that's the leverage I mean not saying that oh you you need to work with me because you need me I don't mean that I mean, sure, that, yeah. uh, I have that if you look at my work, you will see that the skill set is there and that um, that's something that I that's an avenue that I bypass that I'm going to back up and and try out. That's, I love it. I think it's a great idea. Thank you. We'll we'll see how it goes. The rejection letters are gonna come in, but it can't be any more than the rejection <laughs> of people ignoring right. of people that, that you know ignoring you. So I'll I'll take the rejection from people who could actually do something to help if right. they, if they are if they if they do take a look at it in fact.
0: Well but, hybrid authors, which is authors that start in one way and go into another, are very common now and nowadays because of amazon and the and the self-publishing push over the last like eight to nine years um maybe even longer it has grown to such a point that no longer do these big five treat you like a king or a queen when it comes to you being an author a published writer you still have to go out there and find your own um events to be at you Mm -hmm. still have to carry your stuff there you still have to order your own posters and flyers they may send you some but it may not be what you want you know Mm -hmm. so every now and then they may put you on a little tour to go here there and somewhere and give you a little bit of allowance but it is not like it used to be you are not treated like book royalty anymore you are not that far different if you're a traditionally published author from a self-published author in this day and age only that you have royalties coming in from your book sales because that organization has a huge mailing list and your information can get to it. And that's the, that is the bonus of being a traditional published writer is that you have that, that available to you. And that's amazing. And I think I do personally think that you could, you are on that level and you should be able to do that without breaking a sweat. Um, because especially in the erotica world, everyone in the erotica world is always looking for the next amazing and exciting thing to read. And I really feel like you could you, you're you at that point. And I think mm. you could do that now.
1: I'm not just erotica, though. I, I write uh, a bunch of different things. So I have some that are erotic romance. I have some that are urban fantasy horror. I have short story collections and all that. So I could actually query like 10 different agents for 10 different types of different works that I have <laughs> and I and have, awesome. them, have them all working on different things at different times, uh, different, I mean like query tw- 10 different for 10 different, uh, genres. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, um, well I feel you girl because I've been all over the place lately myself. I mean, I started off with YA and you know, recently I've been writing about the Ouija board. So it, you know, I, You know, that's the thing about being self-published. You get to kind of
1: be very random in what you're doing. And for me, if someone someone picks up one book and that actually ends up being traditionally published, I still have a backlog of other stuff. So normally, you know, when you find an author that you like, you enjoy one of their books, you want to read what else they've written. So you'll read more from them. So I still have the other books that are, are available and accessible. For people if they read one of them that they enjoy.
0: My plan, yeah, my plan for if I decide to go trad publishing, traditional publishing, I do have a um, serial that I have in my head for that, and um, which is basically a short, not short story, a novel, kind of like the Sippy Stackhouse series. It's a serial of novels. Um, That's kind of, I already have a a person in mind for that, and so that's, you know, I want to have Like a book and a half into that before I query an 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 agent about that. Okie doke. (laughs) But these are all things (laughs) you know that everybody is curious about because they're like, well, how do you do these things? How do you do that? Self publishing is not hard these days, guys. It is online. There there are programs you can download that keep you from having to do so much compared to what we had to do back in the day. And even when I got into it, I even did less than the person before me had to do. I will say KDP has made it a little bit more difficult. I don't understand this whole change and what they've done. It's been quite annoying for me. Really? I don't know if you... Yeah, for me, it's been hard. I've I've been trying to order books for weeks, and I've had one book, two books, actually, that were all screwed up. And and I'm Mm. still trying to get through that situation and, like, ready to, you know, blow a gasket over that. But, you know, whatever. I've been working like a crazy mad human, so... I've not been having to deal with it for a couple of days anyway. Um, but I will just say, you know, as a, cause we're almost done with time here. If you are getting interested in writing and you are looking at writing your story or writing, you know, ghost writing for someone else or just some stories that you have in your mind, you know, Google is your friend. It will give you great tools as a writer to get some information on how you can do it. And, and like we said, learn the rules Learn how to break them and, and be good at it. And then learn, you know, try to figure out what's the best path for you. Self-publishing, traditional publishing. Um, there are a lot of small presses around. But I will caution people listening, keep the rights to your books.
1: <laughs> Those are if all good go, tips.
0: Yeah, if you go with a small press, I've seen small presses go under and take yeah. books with them. Yeah, very true. So keep that in mind. You know, if you go with a big five, you may not be able to keep the rights to your books, but keep the rights to your name because you may decide to self-publish. And if you have the rights to your name, they can't stop you from Mm -hmm. self-publishing.
1: So uh, I guess we once I edit out all that do swallow stuff we have about 20 minutes of uh, <laughs> huh? Huh?
0: see um, now how you going to edit it out when we just talked about right now <laughs> the part you're going to edit out
1: ah uh, damn because then I'd have to come back here and edit this part out too you remember, you remember that time I left something in that referenced something <laughs> that I <laughs> that I took out before I don't know they're like damn y'all need a tech guy or girl what the fuck yeah Um, we love we
0: love just throwing some weird stuff like it's just from another dimension a wormhole up and up
1: and just pop that in there right and we can all we can always make you feel like you just missed it like you wonder what you know it was all there you just missed it what are you talking about we
0: were talking about swallowing kool-aid i don't know she she was having eggnog we were talking about eggnog
1: So if you're with your family this week, or you're you're having friendsgiving because for whatever reason you can't be with your family, I hope. Or you I, don't want to be. Or don't want to be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope that uh, you are having a wonderful and safe time this week, and you and your travels are safe. Also, uh, there's a a big. You know, I need to send you something that somebody sent me earlier about human trafficking. I have recently Mm. had, because you talked about that last week or so, I think.
0: That's right. But
1: I I have had a lot of people in my feed recently talking about some some near uh, abduction experiences that they've had. And it's at first, it was like, yeah, at first it was, you know, just random people that they were sharing, like it was friends of mine that were sharing other people's videos. And but I mean, to tell you more recently, there have been actual people that I know that are having these experiences of people chasing them in cars and following them and getting with these vans and stuff. And so it's it's gotten to the point that I've seen it enough within the last few days that it gives me cause for alarm because it is it is people that I know and trust that that I know, is wild I, yeah I know that they they are not making up these experiences but suddenly there's people that's following them and uh you know they they're talking about different apps that they have they're sharing app information so that people can be can can access emergency and stuff if they're in a pos- in a position where they can't actually speak on the phone or something you know what I mean So I'm going to share that information with you, Chantel, and perhaps we need to come back and revisit that again soon. But be safe. Be aware of your surroundings, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Keep your your children close. If you're going to do this Black Friday shopping, um, make sure you have an eye and a hand on them, because apparently this this shit is real and it's becoming more aggressive you know? Oh, yeah. There is a, a video on Facebook that was
0: shared not long ago and I believe the the countries were not America, but you could, I mean, there would just be somebody would drive up on a scooter and there would be a kid
1: sitting outside playing. They would put the kid on the scooter between them and the driver and they'd drive away. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. It, it's heartbreaking to know that someone would just run off with somebody's kids. I mean, what kind of evil is that? And And they also human traffic grown as people too it's not yeah. just children yeah no the the people that are sharing in my feed these have been young black females that have been by themselves wow. and and they've had some situations that have just freaked them out you know
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: and it, and it's happened too frequently within the last few days for me to ignore it so I wow. just wanted I just wanted to share that everybody be surround be cautious of your surroundings be extra careful. Keep your doors locked. Go into well lit areas. Uh, so maybe we can revisit this when we talk about the tips and stuff because um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, something's really going on right now to make it that much more aggressive. But um, I want to say also uh, when I mentioned about Thanksgiving being controversial, uh, you know this this is all peace and love for, um, Native Americans. (laughs) This is all peace and love for the turkeys that I'm going to eat too. You know, sorry, Peter, but (laughs) I I am a meat eater. I'm a carnivore. (laughs) So whatever aspect of the day that may offend you when I say happy Thanksgiving, I'm sorry, but you know, it is something, it is a time that I give thanks and spend time with my family. And I don't mean it for any other thing than that.
0: Exactly. And in America we have all kinds of fun holidays that we get to spend with our family and drink a lot of alcohol or eat a lot of food, whatever gets the misery, you know.
1: <laughs> right. <day. laughs> yeah. Do you
0: have any favorite shows or anything that you like to watch that kind of give you that feeling of, Oh, it's definitely the holiday season? No. <laughs> no. That was
1: easy. <laughs> well, uh, it's a wonderful life is my is my go to. For okay. the holidays, no
0: Charlie uh, Brown, nothing.
1: Nope, Grinch. Yeah, I'm
0: Grinch, the Grinch. That yeah. you know, that does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I actually have a strange uh, movie that I love. Some people may know it. It's uh, with Jodie Foster. It's called Home for the Holidays. Uh-huh. It's a old '90s flick with um, uh, who plays Iron Man? Oh my gosh, uh, Junior. Uh, somebody yeah, robert downey jr thank you robert downey jr um he's in it he's very young and you're like oh my god he plays a, uh, his, he's actually gay um and his, this is about his family his sisters yeah, I'm and that. their mother mm-hmm. and parent and it's just i don't know it's just a train wreck but it's such a great film and i always if i get a chance to watch it during the holidays I'm like, okay, now I feel like it's the holidays. I can't even believe it's freaking Thanksgiving <laughs> time and
1: Christmas is a few weeks away.
0: I'm like, what the flip-flop happened this right. year? Right.
1: It's almost like, 2020.
0: How? I've never, ever, ever experienced age like I have this year. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting closer to the big five zero. You know, I mean, it's not that close, but I am closer to it now than I was a few weeks ago because
1: I had a birthday. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just
0: kind of like, wow. How did that happen?
1: Time is moving extra fast at this age. Golly.
0: Oh, it is. It really does. And and what sucks about that is my gray hair comes out faster. (laughs) (laughs) And I lose that many more days of possible orgasms because as you get older, that shit goes away. And it's like, why? I am not. I do not have a foot in the grave yet, fuckers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's been nice it's been nice discussing swallowing with you with you tonight uh,
0: i hope i hope we entertained you people we gave you so much we're bleeding from the eyes (laughs) (laughs) all right all right well have a great one you too until next week until next week bye
1: thank you for listening to this week's episode of sex and horror Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantalRenee.com. And I'm at DiceyGrinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, diceygrinnerbooks.com. See you you next week for Sex and and horror. Horror.